0: of the shopping block a bonus block an Oscar's block we have for you today. Uh, today we're gonna to be talking about the changes in Oscar voting the and also like my hissy fit that I threw a little while <laughs> a little while ago and uh, Oscar snubs and our predictions for who will win and we're just gonna go over the major categories on that. Definitely, so definitely. first things first. There's been a change in the voting Of uh, Oscars uh, this of happened, Oscar voting. Um, like, like a week ago Two weeks ago? ago It happened a week after we recorded So it happened before the episode went up yeah. um, And I was actually thinking about Recording a addendum yeah. um, uh, A little prologue To that episode but I decided against it And yeah. I figured we could just talk about it now Pretty much, the outcry helped enough. Yeah. Outcry and celebrities being like, "We're not supporting the academy anymore." I think that we're not was going the, to the academy. I think that was the driving force behind it more than anything. Because, but if you think about it, like if two, two or three actors threw a hissy fit and were like, "We weren't going," no, I cared. really don't think they would have cared. But because the outcry was public and also within the realm that really matters for the academy, I feel like, yeah, they're, I, I, they I recognized so. that something needed to be done. I don't really think it was much of a recognition of things to be done. I think it was like, hey, this is a good excuse to actually change things that we wanted to change. I'm pretty sure they didn't want... Though like these guys who haven't done anything for ten years to still be voting or making decisions about what gets nominated for this picture, I'm guaranteeing that like that this is being used as more of an excuse than anything else. Um, I I like it and I don't like it. I like the fact that we're getting people who like if you so here here's like the new rules is if you've continually made stuff and if you if you uh, if you your career is still going you're still making content or if you have at least made content within the last like 10 years, you can, you can vote. But anything beyond that, you're gone. I believe it's, you get signed Uh, on for like a 10 year like term, right? So your um, membership in the Academy is a 10 year Mm -hmm. term and you have to renew after those 10 years. I believe if you renew three times and you get a lifetime, kind of uh, membership yeah but like like, if you're a guy you know like Martin Scorsese or if you're a dude you know like Robert De Niro or something like that you you you're fine. You're not going to have to. Like I said, hey, you're just there. The, the, the way they're saying it is, if you've been working continuously for 30 years yeah. in the academy, then they're going to keep you on as a lifetime yeah. member. I mean, like, like the Slash Filmcast said, like, um, like, but if you're but if you're Jack Nicholson, then you can still vote no matter what, because I mean, like, if you have that kind of catalog, that kind of career behind you. Thirty years worth of you work. You know, thirty years you. worth yeah. of work. I mean you're you're set for life. Yeah. Um so I like this new rule. I really do. I kind of don't like how it came about for the most part. Because I would have hoped that they would have done this out of their own. Before, volition. Yeah. because it seems like the only reason they did it was because their back was against the wall and they needed to do something. Yeah. I still um, hope so I would have preferred if even two months ago, they were like, okay, we're going to change some stuff in the Academy for next year. Yeah. I think, and like, I don't really think, like, and I kind of still want to tear down that whole, like, Oscar so white hashtag, mostly because it feels like I don't want people to just all of a sudden, hey, if we bitch about stuff enough and complain about without actually having to do anything, we can, you know, get what we want. And that's kind of a dangerous mentality to have. I mean, granted, though, I'm not saying, like, everyone's going to have it, but there's going to be people coming away from this without that kind of mentality and when it doesn't work the second time around then they're going to cry foul again and they're going to keep bitching and no one's going to want to listen to them and i think it's just then you know they're going to have to learn the hard way but i do really like this new rule and i do want to see more different i want to see different types of movies nominated i want to see better movies um nominated better is not the right word but like i want to see a bigger variety of movies to i would hope that uh, so so they said that they're going to get they're going to have more minorities and more women in the academy as voters by 2020. They Mm -hmm. plan to have that number be doubled than what it is now, I believe. Um, And I would think that uh, a lot of people, if I remember correctly, were complaining about, um, well... This is going to be – these new rules are going to set it towards. it's going to be really easy for new people in the industry to be a part of it. But older people in the industry are not going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So some people are kind of like, oh, this is like ageism. And, yeah, I can see that. But just because we have new people in the academy doesn't mean we're about to get um, – Non Academy Award films nominated. Yeah, um, I th- as long as I, I the think only- that I would think that the people who have worked that hard to be a part of the Academy mm-hmm. are going to try and maintain the. I don't even know what the right word would be for it—the respect and the accountability of the Academy. Yeah. They want to continue to keep that. As pure as possible they don't want to I'm sure new people coming in don't want to ruin the Academy like um, I think I get what you're trying to say it's like like mean like them saying they're gonna get more women and minorities in the academy doesn't necessarily mean they're just gonna get you know whoever you know whatever critic or whatever fucking blogger or whatever says just start making decisions. Uh, they're gonna get people. Um, they're gonna start getting people who would normally be overlooked, who are making movies, who are making films, who are writing, who are directing into the academy, and like that would be my only stipulation. As long as they are people who are making movies and people who are part of like Hollywood or whatever it needs to be like, I like that. It's a beast New people. It's not like they're gonna nominate a Marvel movie for, for no, an Academy no. Award. Like I would assume that the people coming in are gonna have that same amount of like respect for the Academy. That it's you know. I mean, they should. Up to this point, they should. I mean, like if anyone who honestly wants to be a part of this and anyone who honestly wants this kind of recognition, this admiration, um, that only the Oscars can give you, you know, you which know. is essentially like saying, like your peers saying you were the best. And that means a lot yeah. And they, they If it just becomes Something you know even more Arbitrary than it is now when it comes To deciding then It's not going to have the merit it used to have It's not going to have the, the impact it used to have And if they And if that happens then you know Obviously this was a failed experiment Yeah But um Yeah. But any, either way though I'm, I'm happy that maybe we're Going to get Uh Better um, variety. I, yeah, I just hope we have a this. bigger diversity of films. Yeah, um, and I hope that you know. I, I want to see. I want to see Oscar Isaac nominated for something soon. You're right, because I think he actually hit the ball out of the park with no. not only his role in, you know, Force Awakens, but also in Ex Machina. He right. Was, right. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where. An actor like that, it seems like he's been overlooked, right? Yeah, he's he's an outstanding outstanding actor. So having more diversity might give, uh, you know, these people like people might actually give his movie more time. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a group of minorities and women, maybe essentially just not old white guys, are probably going to be more likely to watch something other than Ex Machina. Yeah. Or it might get less votes because those people aren't even bothering to watch the movie. And, and then because it's just, it's just a sci-fi movie to them. Right. It's not, you know, like a serious it's drama that needs to be, you know, nominated for anything. Right. So I kind of would really like to see, and also like not even just like a different, you know, breadth of people. I want to see a different breadth of movies. I want to see like really cool sci-fi movies nominated. I want to see a chance like of horror it, it movies just, being nominated again. It just... With the Academy, it's always like the dramatic film. It's always the dramatic film, and there's been very few cases where it's not been the dramatic film. I mean, Annie Hall, like Woody Woody Allen, won for that and that won Best Picture, yeah. and it was a comedy. Um, and uh, The Exorcist was nominated for Best Picture and it won Best Picture, and uh, Friedkin won Best Director, and that was like one. It's one of the best horror movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And I think adding these new like breath of life into the Academy could bring back that era where we have other things in consideration mm-hmm. other than just these like very dramatic films and very not that they're bad films yeah. but you know you kind of want some variety Yeah, you know I can give you pizza every day but you're going to want to eat something other than pizza I want a different brand of pizza at the very least and, yeah you know um, so yeah I kind of see this was a good step but also kind of taken for a bit of the wrong reason but Either way, though, sometimes you have to play with the cards you're dealt, and this one was kind of like you have to play with the cards you're dealt. Mm-hmm. But either way, I'm really looking forward to the future with this. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a little upsetting that um, this change had to happen because people were threatening the Academy. I yep. really would have hoped that this would have been something that they did themselves, you yeah. know? But the fact that it happened. Probably the most important part. Yeah. So, um, so, what are we going to talk about in this episode, Joey? Other than our fun little, uh, things, we're going to talk about all our, I said at the top of the episode. I know, (laughs) but I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) really happy because we're getting a little bit now. Um, so now, next up, we're talking about snubs. All the snubs that have been, that, uh, for this year's Academy Awards, and there's been a few, and, uh, so, yeah, um, this article is from Variety, which is the number one rag in Hollywood, at least among Hollywood, you know, hopefuls and yeah. people who are actively in Hollywood and blah, 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 blah. So, we're just going to kind of go down the list that they have. So, Snub, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Star Wars is a movie that made so much goddamn money that it could fund a small country. Yeah. It's uh I believe um, it should have already passed the $2 uh billion mark by now, but I believe as of when we're recording. Eight hundred and twenty million domestic and growing. I believe it already made nine hundred. Yeah. So So yeah, it should have been nominated for Best Picture. It's kind of a toss-up. Uh, it was a great movie. It was a fun movie, but it was definitely in the blockbuster vein. Not really shooting. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, put it in picture. the um, in uh, an academy film. Yeah. Um, and that's coming from someone who really liked yeah. the movie, right? Um, I just don't feel like it's one of those Oscar movies. Yeah. Great film, and will be remembered. For as long as films are around, very much, I'm sure, but I don't think it's It's, kind of like how New Hope was as well. New Hope was uh, the same way, and it wasn't until uh, uh, fucking uh, Jedi that Jedi got nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, so so we might see four years from now, we might see a -hmm. nomination, but for now, it. Disney has more than enough money that they're going to be counting that they don't give two fucks about. They it. don't give a fuck about the Academy anymore. Yeah. And the, the Academy it, and they own the Animation Oscar. They own it. Yeah, they're not they're not going to fucking it's not going to matter whether they get nominated whether they won or anything. That movie's still going to be making just as much money. So. Exactly. Um, moving on. Snub. Ridley Scott, director of The Martian. Ridley Scott is one of those rare, legendary figures in Hollywood. And he's most noted for Aliens and he's most noted for Blade Runner. Blade Runner being one of my favorite movies. Um yeah, uh, no one really knows why he was snubbed I think One of the things they were like Okay, so we put George Miller in there, right? Mm-hmm. I think they might have been like Well, we'll give it to one of the old white guys But I don't know which one. So They just yeah. decided George Miller As opposed to Yeah Um to Ridley Scott Ridley Scott You yeah. see so, And and here's the thing though Like Ridley Scott Was expected to get nominated Not only expected to get nominated He was expected to win it's, but Yeah Because The Martian was this it, It's fantastic guy, so And also well. I mean like Ridley Scott Has it's been It's a <laughs> great comedy It's a great comedy And or musical I loved I loved Matt Damon's uh, Response to that Like did you really think It was like Did you think That The Martian was a comedy No it was a musical And then he just went on to the next question Um Uh but you know uh, He is One of those great directors um, It's you know obviously The movie's been nominated uh, Up and down you know, For range, so. you know best picture and he's been Nominated for uh, For uh, best picture as well um, As a producer so More than likely this movie's gonna win Best picture but like Um it's kind of it kind of sucks because this guy hasn't gotten an Oscar yet, if I remember correctly, and uh, he's one of those guys who should have gotten one a while ago. Um, yeah. I and mean, I don't think George Miller has one though, does he? Mm-hmm. So he's, I, I don't think he's. Yeah. Ever, I think he's. I don't think he's ever nominated. So I'm wondering if they were just like, yeah, we need to, we need to put one of these guys in, but I don't hey, know. Which... Mad Max is what the kids like these <laughs> days. Yeah, so so I don't know. I don't know which one will do. Yeah. All right. Uh, snub. Idris Elba be a no nation. Now, some people may say it's because Oscar's so white or whatever, but I honestly think it's because it's a Netflix movie. Because, yeah, I mean, technically they did what it... Um, it did the qualifying run to be nominated for um, for anything and everything. And it, it's been nominated for some stuff, but I honestly think they're very... The only reason why they even got any nominations at all was because of uh, the fact that it's already being... The streaming stuff is already being accepted by... The Emmys And the Golden Globes So they're like Okay so it's okay To nominate it, But we're not gonna Like nominate For everything Cause I mean it's not, it's not Because they think It's not a real movie I think the uh, And I think that's probably A problem with old thinking Yeah You know And I think I'm sure that has a lot To do with it They were like well, this didn't get like a wide theatrical release, so obviously I didn't go to the movies and see Beasts of No Nation screening anywhere. Exactly. So I'm sure that also played into a factor of people not even bothering to watch it or um, voting for it. Yeah. But, so. I mean, everything ever, I, I have yet to see the movie. I was planning on watching it before we recorded this, uh, but I just didn't get the chance to... But everything I've heard, I mean, it's supposed to be a great film. So. Yeah, it's supposed to be fantastic. fantastic. Okay, okay. So, so I guess I was mistaken. It's not. It hasn't been nominated for anything, but uh, I just Elba though was expected to be nominated for uh, best supporting actor. Um, and I honestly, I honestly, honestly, honestly believe it's just because it's a streaming movie more than it is a theatrical movie. Yeah, I, I that's don't the only way I could ever really see it. The way I see it, I don't. Well, maybe this plays into the whole racial thing, uh, but I don't see it being like a. Racial thing I see it more so Being like People just didn't Watch it Maybe That could be a possibility Yeah Which I think is You know a bigger problem unto itself, but... And that's the bad thing about Netflix, because if it's on Netflix, you go like, oh, this looks interesting. I'll watch it later. And then you just never get really get I around to it until like it, a year later. Boys yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that's that's the problem with it. I'll watch four episodes of that instead of like a two-hour movie. Yeah. Um, so, moving on. Uh, Snub, and this one is a really big one for me, because... I like to think of myself as a writer a little bit, but definitely not on the level of this guy. Aaron Sorkin did not get nominated for Steve Jobs. He is, by and large, one of the best, if not the best, screenwriter in Hollywood. I mean, there's there's Quentin Tarantino, and there's Woody Allen, and then there's the Coen brothers, and those guys are fucking titans. But Aaron Sorkin is just... It's like, well, you know, and like those three guys are also filmmakers too. They're directors. Aaron Sorkin is just a writer, but he is didn't just he, hes a fantastic writer. But he didn't get nominated for Steve Jobs. And as I said, I've said it time and time again. It's also kind of in my review that I'm writing for it right now. Uh, Steve Jobs. The it's okay. So the entire draw of the movie is almost all dialogue, and the the dialogue is so sharp, so great that it's. That's a movie that depends almost entirely on on these on these interactions. I mean, they're backed with brilliant performances from you know Fastburger and you know you know Harry from (laughs) from Dumb and Dumber, and you know and. Uh, you know Seth Rogen, you know fucking being in it too is just really cool, but also you know kind of sucks that uh, you know he didn't get nominated because not only did those performances serve to enhance his screenplay, but also the screenplay just packs so much of a punch that it just didn't get nominated is kind of flabbergasting, yeah, almost. So you know, um, you know, you know what are you gonna do? I guess, but. Uh, Let's see, Uh, moving on, Michael Keaton did not get get nominated for Spotlight, so all the actors in Spotlight were placed in the Best Supporting Actor categories, and while that meant good news for Mark Ruffalo and Rachel McAdams, who were both nominated today, Michael Keaton was left out. That was uh, written in the Variety article. Um, So kind of sucks. Michael Keaton was nominated last year for Birdman, and in all honesty, I kind of wanted him to win. Uh, I thought it would have been awesome if he would have won. Yeah, but you know, uh, with this movie having two people nominated for Best Supporting Actor, uh, they have to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, snub uh Johnny Depp and Black Mass Black Mass was a decent movie wasn't bad wasn't really that great either but Johnny Depp's performance in it was actually really good and really haunting. But unfortunately, it kind of felt like it was just the same thing throughout the entire movie. You didn't really see this range of emotions that Whitey Bulger you would think would have. And this is a leading role? Mm -hmm. I mean... I mean he was an early favorite, you know, when, yeah. before that movie came out. But it seems like they have a strong list of people in, you know, nominated. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like we're not saying that you're bad. No, he's definitely not bad. There are other people who yeah. perform better. It also, I mean, like, that movie came out really early in the year yeah. for this Oscar race. So, more than likely, if it wasn't promoted enough, it probably just, kind of forgotten. It just got forgotten. And sometimes that just happens. Um, let see, Will Smith in Concussion. I kind of have a hard time with this one. I kind of think the movie overall is ridiculous and shouldn't have been made because who would it's like you know who would have thought a sport where you run into each other as hard as possible would result in a concussion. Obviously, a lot of people, because that hasn't really come into light until like the last year or two. It's like, well, then they're all fucking stupid. Because, because we're, we're ramming into each other. All like, I mean, like, you would think, you would think that, hey, you know, like, the, the, we have to wear helmets in this sport, and, you know, and, you know, we run into each other really fucking hard, you know. You would think, like, hey, what's the cause of all these athletes' concussions? I don't know. Maybe because they're fucking hitting each other in the face really fucking hard over and over again. So I don't know. I kind of have a bit of a myth with just the movie by itself, and nothing on the actor or the performance. I kind of feel that Will Smith is just. Been met in almost all of his movies, and he hasn't really done a whole lot of remarkable things in his movies. And I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm just suffering from this blah aftertaste of every single my, uh, of every single uh, Will Smith movie so far. Maybe that's clouding my judgment, but it's just I have just not been impressed by anything he's done so far. Um, but you know, uh, also you know, I think Jada Pinkett Smith just kind of re-solidified my thought of it too with her bitchy fucking youtube video. Uh, yeah. And um, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't have had anything to say if you know Will Smith didn't have any kind of you know Oscar buzz around him for that. And so, yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure that was all political on her end as far as I'm concerned. Let's see, Jacob Tremblay, like, yeah, Tremblay in Room. Let's see, Room performed surprisingly well with nominations for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actress. Uh, So it's hard to understand how the Academy failed to recognize the film's central performance by astonishing newcomer Jacob Tremblay. Decision by A24 to campaign him in Best Supporting Actor, although he appears in almost every scene, may have confused voters. If he had been nominated as Best Actor, he could have been the youngest actor actor ever to appear in the category tying jackie cooper in 1931 skippy at age nine so um, I haven't seen Room. That was that was taken from the Variety article. I haven't seen Room. Unfortunately, it seems like everyone keeps like praising this movie, and I really want to see it. And, um, Jacob Tremblay is, uh, as we said, a very young kid, nine years old, and he plays Brie Larson's son in this movie. Um, and I think that was probably probably if he's on screen a lot and you call him a supporting actor, that people can easily get. Yeah. used by that, you know? Exactly. And be like, okay, well, he was great as a like lead actor in that movie, mm-hmm. but as a sporting actor... And even then, sometimes it's hard for Academy voters to really take a young actor like that, that seriously. And it happens does, every so often. And it's one of those things time. where it's like, I'm sure they're like, eh, if this kid's really going to continue doing this, he's got... A long life ahead of him. There are going to be plenty of other opportunities for him to be nominated. Yeah. Why not give it to someone who has spent years... Who's established. Next? Right. Exactly. So um, that I can see also being yeah. an issue. Because, I mean, like, uh, Tatum O'Neill was nominated uh, as as a child. Um, there was one more, too. Uh, some kid from the... Other than the one here, uh, you know, from the 30s. Um, but also there was a... Another one too that I can't quite remember. Uh, I can't remember her name, but it was in the what was it? Beast of the Southern Wild. Um, she, uh, like, uh, some girl, was nominated for best uh, lead actress, um, and she didn't win. But you know, it's been known to happen. It just doesn't happen very often. And I think yeah, it's just that thing where. Um, thinking about it, I don't know how much it would have affected if they would have put lead actor versus supporting I think it's just the age thing, and they would rather honor someone who has been doing this for longer than this kid's been alive. probably would have been a novelty if he got nominated for Best Actor. Yeah. Just a little bit. Maybe, like, done the... I don't know. Built some more attention around the Oscars. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Michael B. Jordan in Creed, uh, as everyone should probably knows, uh, Special Alone was nominated for Best Supporting Actor um, for the same movie. Um, Michael B. Jordan has been touted as like one of the best newcomers in Hollywood, um, even though he's been there for a while. Um, he's a good actor. I don't think this is the right vehicle for him to be nominated for anything in. Uh, I also don't really think Special alone really should be nominated, but that's just me. Um, movies kind of... It's not bad. It's just kind of like... just Special Sloan just needs to let the whole Rocky brand die. It's over. It's done with. Uh, it's a, The first movie was fantastic, and the other movies beyond that have been at least entertaining, but it just needs to stop. Yeah, I think it's... Um for him, I don't know if it's Kind of like a show of respect Kind of just like It's more you know, than that's like probably it. Is. Stallone's been doing this for a long time And and You know what the weird thing is like Stallone, despite being Portrayed as kind of like You know, maybe not so bright dudes on film as a meathead. He's actually a really smart guy. How else do you think he's able to keep this franchise going and being able to make as much money off of it? It's insane. He's actually like, and he he wrote the screenplay for the first movie, and it was he was nominated for best original screenplay for that movie. And you know he he's a smart guy. He knows what to do. He's a great businessman. It's just that he. Kind of needs to know when to hang up the boxing gloves and this is a series that kind of has been outplayed. I think... Um, which maybe sucks because I like Michael B. Jordan. Maybe it's not bad. maybe Because I can see them continuing Michael B. Jordan's story and just Sylvester Stallone being out of it. So having it be like, okay, we're going to transition like a Star Wars thing kind of where maybe we have... The old actor you remember with a new actor, and we kind of phase out this old actor and just kind of have um, this new actor run with the with the series from now on. Yeah, I could see something like that happening. It, it can. It's just that you know, then, then Michael B. Me, Michael B. George just can be known as Creed instead of anything else. Especially as long as known as Rocky, <laughs> I would rather him be known as Rocky than as. Uh, Flame on from Fantastic Four. I'd rather him be known for some, you know, more worthwhile than the Creed, than a Creed series. I mean, yeah, no, I would, I would agree with you because he's a great actor. and He probably deserves more than just like, you know, a Rocky spinoff to be known for. But with the two big films that he had out this year, both being garbage. <laughs> Creed's not garbage, it's just that... uh, It it seems like it'd definitely be better to end the year with Creed and... Not being known fantastic for Creed to, and kind of just have everybody forget about being known it. as like oh, you got snubbed for Creed but instead of you know like dude you were in Fantastic Four what the fuck yeah, um, yeah I can see that mm. um, moving on uh, snub Alicia Vikander in Ex Machina Alicia Vikander played the cyborg character in Ex Machina Robo Girl she, Robo girl, and she was fantastic in that movie like it's kind of like you would think like it would be easy to get like a really cold or. You know, performance, but she's able to do it like to like do this cool robotic performance that's imitating a person. Yeah. And it just comes off as just really eerie and really creepy, and I thought she was fucking fantastic. Essentially actors acting. She she acted the fuck out of that role. Because it's essentially an actress acting like a robot, acting like a person. Yeah. Right. So. So, but like instead, but she has been. She was nominated for the Danish Girl instead, um, for best supporting actress. But you know, I think that her performance. I haven't seen the Danish Girl, but I think the performance in Ex Machina was worth something though. Yeah. Um. Do you think that was a victim of coming out too early i think so yeah it, i think it, it like i mean it it's waited a little bit it's then. got like a few things here and there most i think no i think it only got it only got uh uh best original screenplay yeah which is a bummer because you know alex garland that was his first directorial debut. that was a directorial debut and he was fantastic as a director it had a very nice cohesive vision and it had um a lot of things going for it but unfortunately it just I didn't think, build steam. i think that film was just a victim of too early. being too early i can definitely see that i just i kind of I, if, it, if it came out a little earlier i think we would have been seeing that in an oscar like in. A, more prominent role in the Oscar right. race. Um see this one I haven't I haven't heard of this one. Christian uh, Stewart in Clouds of Silmaria. Let's see the um, from the variety article the critically acclaimed role from uh, the twilight star made her the first american actress to take home the caesar award the french equivalent of the oscar and nabbed her a new york film critics uh circle prize but in the end not enough oscar voters saw this small drama directed by uh all of that premiered at Cannes nearly two years ago i have not seen this movie i don't know what it's about so yeah fine fuck it why not <laughs> sure Yeah, why not? It's Kristen Stewart. I have a hard time believing that, but whatever Um, Helen Mirren um, In Trumbo and Woman in Gold uh, See, also from the article The beloved actress landed Golden Globe and SAG award nods for Trumbo And a SAG nod for Woman in Gold, but found herself empty-handed This morning for Oscar nominations Um, So Trumbo, as I've said before Is the uh, biopic of, Or at least a biopic of a certain time In Dalton Trumbo's life When he was blacklisted from Hollywood And the woman in gold is apparently also based off A true story where uh, A woman um, You know uh, A woman's family like uh, Had a painting from uh, I can't remember The artist's name Um Gustav Klimt um, uh, had a painting from Gustav Klimt, and it was stolen by the Nazis. And then years later, it was found in a, in a museum, obviously. And then it's the woman's play uh, by Helen Marin, It's her legal battle to get it back, to get the the uh, painting back. Um, and also starring Ryan Reynolds um, playing Deadpool and (laughs) and um, they're really pushing the advertising they're really pushing it man Um, but I haven't I haven't had the chance to see Trumbo I haven't had the chance to see Woman in Gold because it came out way early this year like super early this year um, well of 2015 and yeah so yeah sure Helen Mirren is known for her acting capabilities and she's it's like it's usually her and uh um. Okay, and I can't remember the other lady's name. Like, like I said, I feel like some of these are just like that victim of being too early, mm-hmm. too early, and just like they've kind of gotten looked over. Uh, you know one nomination time yeah. comes. So and the last snub of This is Todd Haynes And Carol uh, After Far From Heaven and this year's Carol It's criminal that Haynes has yet to be Oscar nominated in the Oscars Best Director category Lack of nomination from the G- from the DGA Earlier this week is also bad um, So also Haven't seen Carol uh, Also her is really good Um I can't say I'm familiar with Todd Haynes' work But yeah, sure, why not? He guys nuts, so Why not? I mean, Carol, Carol's been nominated for a number of things And if he didn't get nominated for Best Director It's kind of surprising Yeah. Um, see, we have uh, Some surprises in here Should we go through the surprises? There's only about like five Yeah, we probably have enough to Okay, cook So cook we can best. make this one quick uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Joy Um I'm tired of Jennifer Lawrence. Everyone knows my opinions on that. I don't really think. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where... She's been nominated like three times before. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Um, Tom Hardy and the Revenant. Um, let's see. The Academy showed its love for a wilderness epic directed by Alejandro G. Inarritu. Um Hardy, who failed to land a SAG or Golden Globe nomination, was still a dark horse in a crowd of supporting actor field. Um, I don't really think it was really he's a dark horse in it because anyone who actually saw the movie, he was fantastic in the movie and I kind of feel that that one was definitely deserved. I think he definitely deserved that one. Um, Lenny Abramson In The Room um, After the DGA nominations were announced this week Many thought that If the Academy offered any surprises It would be the inclusion of Todd Haynes for Carol But instead Oscars, um Oscars Directors uh, Snuck in Lenny Abramson for his indie Room um, Over both Haynes and Ridley Scott So I can see that being a surprise uh, You know Room has been touted as one of the best movies of the year Yeah but it doesn't seem like it's like a bad surprise though. Yeah It just seems like it's one of those things where you're not upset that they got nominated and you're just kind of you surprised you were expecting somebody else exactly to get nominated. so yeah i can definitely see that also i think it's probably because like it's probably i think remember correctly room's been nominated for several other things well fairly for an indie film it's been nominated for several other things that got best director as well it's kind of maybe surprising for it um carter burwell and carol um this is the only surprise this is only a surprise because burwell one of the best composers working today who has scored films like fargo and true grit has never been nominated before (laughs) So yeah, a guy who's been who's uh, scored like epic movies like that, that especially yeah. for the Coen brothers, not to be nominated before is kind of surprising. Yeah. But you know, it, it's nice to see that someone who should have probably gotten something a while ago Get is, is, is getting is getting really nice now. Yeah. All right. So that takes care of snubs and surprises. All right, Let's and, hammer out these. Uh, yeah, what time are we at? Nominees, uh, we're at thirty-seven right now. Um, so this is gonna be quick. Yeah, let's get let's get through this. So we'll start off. Let's see, where should we start off from? Um, we'll start off with best animated feature film. Here are the nominees: Sean the Sheep, and Amelisa, Inside Out, Boy in the World, and When Marnie Was There now obviously the only real choice here is inside out yeah I mean Disney's always Disney and Picture have always helped like as I said Disney owns this shit yeah anyway. has an arm hold on on this category so yeah. really there's no other choice the only one I can really see giving it any... You know, run for its money. Run for its money is maybe when Marnie was there, mostly because it's Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli has been acclaimed for a very long time now, um, and uh, the only other one I can see is Anomalisa also doing yeah. that because Anomalisa has been is. Really being touted as an achievement in animation, right? As an actual achievement in animation, yeah. So, not not a kids' movie in animation, yeah. And I think because Inside Out is great, but at the end of the day, it's still aimed towards towards your kids. audience. yeah. Yeah, um, it's definitely dealing with dealing with mature subject matter, but yeah, still kid friendly. Naumalisa is definitely an adult oriented uh, movie, movie and. You know, if it got nominated if, if it won, it wouldn't be a bad thing Um See, uh, best adapted screenplay Nominees The Martian, The Big Short, Room Carol, and Brooklyn Right now, Brooklyn is the favorite to win If I remember correctly Um I kind of feel like Brooklyn will more than likely win But other than that, more than likely The Martian Right Um Let's see I'm trying to I'm trying to go through the lesser ones first before we actually get to the bigger ones Um, Let's see Um, Best original screenplay uh, bridge of spies by the Coen brothers um, and Matt Charman uh, spotlight uh, by Tom McCarthy Josh Singer X Up By Alex Garland Inside Out By Pete Doctor, And Straight Out Compton By uh, Jonathan Herman Andrea Berloff And uh, some other asshole uh, um, uh, In all honesty The one I think That's going to win this Is Bridge of Spies It's the Coen Brothers You can't get away from the Coen brothers. Yeah, but you would hope that, like, Ex Machina would win something. I would like Ex Machina to really win, in all honesty, but it's the Coen brothers. Yeah, that's true. That name behind it is enough force to get that Oscar. Um... All right, so move on to bigger categories. Mark Ruffalo, uh, oh, uh, best supporting actor. My bad. Category is Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Like you know, the at, at this point, Mark Ruffalo deserves his own category because that motherfucker should have won something a while ago. Um, let's see, best supporting actor: Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight, Sylvester Stallone in Creed, Tom Hardy in The Revenant, Mark Reliance in Bridge of Spies, and Christian Bale in The Big Short. Johnny, who do you think is going to win this? I don't know, it's hard to say. I mean I don't think um I don't think Tom Hardy's been nominated for any other acting role, right? It was just Mad think Max so. that was thrown in there but not as anything towards him. They might give him the win just as a combination of for, you know, the Revenant and yeah. uh Mad Max. Yeah, I don't think I have a hard time thinking that Mark Ruffalo's gonna is gonna pull this one out. Uh, yeah, I feel Tom like Hardy is definitely my, my pick going Stallone's in. Stallone's just in there as like a recognition kind of yeah, pick, but not much. as an actual contender. Um, I'd probably say uh, Tom Hardy. I mean, he's been doing work pretty much. Yeah, you know, so. he's definitely more in the consciousness of people right now. That right. I think he will definitely win. Let's see, Best Supporting Actress: Rachel McAdams in Spotlight, Rooney Mara and Carol, Jennifer Jason Lee, The Hateful Eight, Kate Winslet, Steve Jobs, and Alicia Vikander, The Danish Girl. Johnny, who do you think's going to win? I have no idea. The only movie of these I've seen is The uh, Hateful Eight. And more than likely, that one's going to win. I feel like... That's a favorite going in, it and it's it my Because it didn't pick have too. a lot of recognition at the same time. It didn't yeah. have as much recognition as I think it deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that would... Um, and on top of that, this is Jennifer Jason Leigh's uh, like kind of comeback role. Yeah. And... And you know, she was great. fantastic. She was yeah. great. And I can't see her not winning in this, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Best director we'll do that one last. We'll do that second to last. Um let's see, best actress Brie Larson in The Room, Charlotte Rampling in 45 Years, Kate Planchett and Carol, uh, Cerise Ronan in Brooklyn, and Jennifer Lawrence in Joy. said Charlotte Rampling in 45 Years. I was like, wait, 45 Years from now? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Johnny. So, this one's hard to really pick because I haven't seen any of these movies for the most part. i kind of seen Joy, but eh. um, the favorite going into this is Brie Larson, and I kind of I'll throw my money on that one too just because yeah I mean room is making such like a big splash right yeah. now it, like if she like more than likely she'll win um, which probably mean that the room's not going to win for anything else let's see uh Best Actor, Eddie Redmayne in The Danish Girl, Michael Fassbender Fassbender in Steve Jobs, Brian Cranston for Trumbo, Matt Damon in The Martian, and Leon DiCaprio in The Revenant is this Leo's year. Everyone's saying it's Leo's year. Everyone is saying it, but a lot of people keep thinking that, you know, uh Fastbender has a, has a chance. And uh, I would say Damon has a chance in there too, though with the Marsh. I would definitely say. So Matt Damon has been chasing that Oscar for j- almost as long as Leonardo DiCaprio's been chasing that too. But I think Leonardo DiCaprio's role like a, you know, mm, you know, role in The Revenant was definitely more Took more dedication. Took a little more dedication to it. And I hope maybe they'll see that, so you know. And uh, best director, George Miller, Mad Max Fury Road, Adam McKay, the big short, Lenny Abramson, the room, Alejandro, Gonzalez, Igritu uh, for the Rev and Tom McCarthy and Spot, for Spotlight. So a lot of people are choosing Alejandro for this. I'm the, uh, I'm picking George Miller. Second year, right? For this, if he won, he would, I think he'd be the only director to win for two years in a row. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I George Miller and Adam McKay being the biggest surprises out of this, right? But um, I think George Miller definitely had a lot more on his plate when it came to making his movie. Yeah, I feel like the amount of dedication and. Um, just hearing everything that you know happened during the filming of that movie deserves some kind of recognition yeah. for sure. So, I'm, my money's on George Miller, definitely on George Miller. Yeah, at, at the very least, it's just like one of those lifetime achievement Oscars, you know? Yeah, no, um, Spike Lee's getting that this year. I'm not. You oh, know, you mean when he just as like line. a just, no, not even that. Just as like a, you've done so much stuff. Oh, we're not going to give you a lifetime achievement or like you know lifetime director or whatever it is, Um, but we're going to give it to you in recognition of this great movie you did, but also kind of for all the other stuff. Recognition of all that other stuff. Yeah, that that happens a lot, and that happens a lot. So, okay, so here we go. Best picture. Um, We got *Bridge of Spies*, Uh, *Mad Max: Fury Road*, *The Revenant*. The Martian, The Big Short Room in Brooklyn. Now, the big surprise out of this is Mad Max Free Road. Mad Max is definitely more of an action oriented film. It is definitely not kind your of. Typical not your academy. typical academy movie. It's also kind of one of those things that. Is kind of geared towards being a blockbuster More than anything Despite the fact that it came out at a very weird time To be a blockbuster Um, And For best picture man The the deck is stacked With really great movies Um, But Because Ridley Scott's not nominated For director um, And it's Kind of lacking on some award Slots here and there they might... The Martian is my pick that's going to win. I would say that's a safe bet. Just because, like you said, um, not being nominated as a, for a director, really not getting a whole bunch of nominations in general, I feel like they might be like, well, the ones that it does have, we've got to make them count. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, just the fact that fact that Mad Max was... Um, even nominated. Even nominated is a huge surprise and win. Um... It would fucking blow my mind if Mad Max won. Yeah, I kind of want Mad Max to win. But in all honesty, I kind of really think it's the Martian that's going to win. The only other one that would really make any sense that would actually win is the Revenant. Yeah. Um, But for some reason, I think because of the lack of of uh, nominations for the martian at least for ridley scott for director i think it's gonna win best picture because the same yeah. thing happened with argo um ben affleck wasn't nominated for best director for argo and it won best picture right so you know i think yeah, that's I think that might be yeah. like, what what might happen is um yeah it didn't get many other nominations anywhere else but we're still gonna recognize yeah. it somehow Unless we get like an like another situation where like the remnant is just going to sweep everything it's nominated in, which it, it can't happen. It's been yeah. it's happened for it. Like Chicago was one of those movies that just like swept every every category. Same with know. like uh, same with um, uh, like Lord of the Rings, right. Return of the King, did the same thing, man. And and uh so it's not unheard of for something to sweep the oscars but also you know um for some reason i, I just feel that the gonna win hmm. yeah so i agree that's all for the oscars block this week i'm glad you guys are able to stay with us and hear our insane ramblings and boring talk about these movies that you probably didn't go see otherwise <laughs> um yeah definitely um we have this episode now. We will be coming back in a couple of weeks. Not that we won't have episodes up in the meantime, but we will be coming back in a couple of weeks to talk about the winners and losers. And, yep. Um, just about the ceremony in general. Um, in my opinion, if, unless they do some real big change-ups, I feel like they need to do something in order to keep that viewership going. Chris Rockson, I'm hosting. But is that really going to keep people like you know, hang attention for three hours? I don't know. Some people like the glitz and glamour. I'm kind of a sucker for it. Um, but other than that, it's just a Hollywood circle jerk more than anything else. But yeah. you know, sometimes circle jerks are nice. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get tired of using your own hand. All right, Jay. We're (laughs) going to end on that note. We're going to taint our Oscars talk with talking about Circle Jerks. You're going to taint it with the word taint. Oh, my God. All right. Um, Let's get out of here. Uh, We should be back next week. Um, We have a guest on the show next week. We'll be having a bonus block. So um, make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, But until then, um, we will see you guys later.